Hello, boys and girls. This is Uncle Rowley. Now, this is the first time that I've tried something like this. This is a sort of a voice bloggy thing. Now, I sincerely hope that you'll pop back from time to time because I'm planning on... Uh, a Christmas announcement, uh, what you could call my my Christmas broadcast to the British Empire and Commonwealth. Uh, that'll be put up here on the run-up to the uh, the Christmas hostilities, uh, the Yule festivities, or call them whatever you like. From time to time, I'm going to be having a chat about food, uh, just general nonsense. What's going on in the village where I am on my tours, what I'll be talking about, and things that I hope will interest you without boring you rigid. So, what's going to be in the first one? Well, I've got a couple of Christmas recipes for you. Now, I will warn you that in the new year, we're going to attempt vlogging. which is actually going to be you know, a sort of amusing uh, video thing, filmy bit of what's it that you can watch. Uh, as you can see, I'm pretty up with all the technical information. Um, I can honestly say this won't be possible without the help of my dear friend, uh, Jacob Delamere. Uh, his name sounds much posher than he actually is. So we're going to be attempting to keep you amused and entertained with this upcoming vlog. So do keep your eyes open for that. But right now, as uh, I sit here in the spacious and glamorous drawing room of uh, Rowley Lodge in Tintagel in North Cornwall, uh, I thought, let's kick off with a couple of Christmas recipes. Because it is, it's it's come up to that time of year when you invite everybody around that you don't really care for. They eat you out of house and home and you end up with empty bottles all over the place, wondering how the hell you managed it in the first place. How about we start off with something straight from Mrs. Beaton? And that's roast turkey with chestnuts. <laughs> Okay. Now, what you're going to need for this is probably a 10 or 12 pound turkey, salt and pepper, of course, and about half a pound of rindless, streaky bacon rashers. Now, I like the smoky ones. I absolutely love those. And there's a herb force meat for this, which you're going to use two ounces of margarine or butter, four ounces of fresh white breadcrumbs, a pinch of grated nutmeg, a tablespoon of chopped parsley, a teaspoon of chopped fresh mixed herbs, the grated rind of half a lemon, salt and pepper, and one egg beaten. If it screams, pay no attention, beat it anyway. And we're going to do some chestnut stuffing with it. And you're going to need two and a quarter pounds of chestnuts, nine and a half fluid ounces of turkey or chicken stock, two ounces of butter, 
again, a well-beaten egg. My word, those eggs have been naughty, haven't they? And some single cream. Now, first, make the chestnut stuffing. Shell and skin the chestnuts, unless, of course, you've already got them straight out of a saucepan. Put them in a saucepan and add the stock and simmer for 20 minutes, or until tender. Drain them and chop them finely. If you get tinned ones, you know, you don't have to worry about cooking them because they're already done. You can press them through a sieve, if you like, into a clean bowl. You can use one of those mechanical contraptions. Melt the butter in a small saucepan. Take them off the heat and add to the bowl containing the chestnuts. Stir in the beaten egg with enough cream or milk to moisten it up. Now, to make the force meat, melt the uh, other butter in a small saucepan. Add the breadcrumbs, nutmeg, herbs and lemon rind. Stir in salt and pepper to taste and sufficient beaten egg to bind the mixture. Okay, you're all set. Now set your oven to 180, which is about guess mark four, I think. Trim your turkey. In other words, cut off all the fatty bits that you don't want, the flappy bit at the parson's nose. Wash it inside and out in cold water. For heaven's sake, make sure it's cold water. I know some people use warm water. Well, I'm sorry, but germs abound. Pat dry with absorbent kitchen paper. I know him, Pat Dry. He used to own a pub. Oh, well, never mind. Season inside with salt and pepper. Now, immediately before cooking, fill the neck end of the bird with the chestnut stuffing and the body of the bird with the forcemeat. Truss it up and then cover the bird with the bacon. Place it in the roasting tin and roast for about four and a half or five hours until cooked through. Now, removing the bacon towards the, at the end, because that means, you see, you can baste it over and get that breast nice and brown and serve that with lots and lots of gravy. Actually, you'll find the juices from the pan if you pour that into the gravy as well. You'll end up with the most incredible flavour. I absolutely love it. Well, that's one of mine anyway. Will I be doing that? Probably not. Mind you, I, I, I'm not going to have a full family round for Christmas, so I think I might... Yes, I do. I think I rather fancy duck breasts. Now, I know what I can hear you saying. Well, you can always go for the implants if you wish. But, uh, no, a nice pink duck breast, nice and pink. And, oh, perhaps a gooseberry sauce to go with it. That sounds nice. Lots of black pepper in it. And if you want to give your gooseberry sauce a bit of an oomph, just before you serve it, how about shoving in a slug of gin? Gin and gooseberry is a marriage made in heaven. Now, while we're on to it, um, every now and again, I'm going to be finding one or two things to read. And as you know, earlier this year, I was doing the Tintagel Carnival Radio, and I read out a poem from the illustrated uh, Old Possum's Book of Practical Cats by T.S. Eliot. And it was the one that everybody said was certainly me. 
Well, I can understand that in a way. And I had a number of people on Facebook and email saying, could you read it out again? So just for you, here is Buster for Jones, the cat about town. Buster for Jones is not skin and bones. In fact, he's remarkably fat. He doesn't haunt pubs. He has eight or nine clubs, for he's the St. James's street cat. He's the cat we all greet as he walks down the street in his coat of fastidious black. No commonplace mousers have such well-cut trousers or such an impeccable back. In the whole of St. James's, the smartest of names is the name of this barummel of cats. And we're all proud to be nodded or bowed to by Bustopher Jones in white spats. His visits are occasional to the senior educational, and it is against the rules for any one cat to belong both to that and the joint superior schools. For a similar reason, when game is in season, he is found not at foxes but blimps. He is frequently seen at the gay stage and screen, which is famous for winkles and shrimps. In the season of venison, he gives his venison to the pot hunter's succulent bones. And just before noon's not a moment too soon to drop in for a drink at the drones. When he's seen in a hurry, there's probably curry at the Siamese or at the glutton. If he looks full of gloom, then he's lunched at the tomb on cabbage rice pudding and mutton. So much in this way passes Bustopher's day. At one club or another he's found. It can be no surprise that under our eyes he has grown unmistakably round. He's a 25-pounder, or I am a bounder, and he's putting on weight every day. But he's so well-preserved because he's observed all his life a routine, so he'd say. Or, to put it in rhyme, I shall last out my time, is the word for this stoutest of cats. It must and it shall be spring in Pall Mall, while Buster for Jones wears white spats. <laughs> Yes, I can see what people mean. Uh, I think I do identify a little bit with the St. James's Street cat. Well, now, I want you to tell me, and you can do so by sending me an email or leaving me a Facebook message or something like that, if there's something in particular you'd like me to cover in the uh, these blogs and vlogs that I shall be doing. Uh, obviously, there will be cookery involved. When we come to the vlogs, you will be able to watch me cooking, because we shall be filming in my kitchen and others. Uh, it'll be historical food, and food I hope that you'll enjoy. But also, it'll be places that I'm going to. I mean, don't forget, those of you who were in Holland, 
that I'm going to be at the Archeon for the midwinter fair in December should be a, quite a lot of fun, actually, because I'm talking about baubles and bling, which is the, the story of uh, Christmas decorations, what you hang on the tree, and uh, also how, why we decorate the rooms. And if you're good, I might tell you the story of why there's a fairy at the top of the Christmas tree. But I shall also be talking about magical crystals. So do come along to the Archeon uh, in December and say hello at the Midwinter Fair. If you're very good, I might buy you a cup of tea. If I'm very good, you can buy me one. So don't forget, let me know if there's something in particular that you'd like on the blog. So I think that's that's enough for now, really. I don't want to bore you. Thank you for listening so far. There will be, as I say, my Christmas broadcast to the British Empire and Commonwealth closer to the date. But for now, boys and girls, God bless you all. You can contact me on my website, which is www.rolandrotherham.co.uk or, of course, via Facebook, Roland.Rotherham. You'd better go in disguise For every bear that ever there was Will gather there for certain Because today's the day the teddy bears have their picnic Mummies and daddies will take them home to bed Cause they're tired little teddy bears If you go down in the woods today You'd better not go alone It's lovely down in the woods today But safer to stay at home for every bear that ever there was We'll gather there for certain Because today's the day The teddy bears have their picnic <laughs>